town was full of bevies of fresh young beauties, brought up from the country to be presented at court. The papers were full of accounts of dinners, forays, garden parties, and all the rest of what now seems like a forgotten life. Naturally, all this meant very little to home. Consequently, I was more than a bit surprised on returning one afternoon to our Baker Street lodgings to find him deep in a veritable snowdrift of illustrated society magazines and papers. Watson, what do you know about this man, Damery? 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 What Damery? Lord Damery, of course. He's got his photograph and all this is part of weekdays. Oh, naturally. The fellow's a household word in society. Mm, yes. He's a man of the world of a natural term to diplomacy and he's asked me for a 430 appointment with that junket. You mean that uh, Lord Damery's coming here with 430 now? And look at the mess oh, of the place to him. Oh, kind of you, Mr. Hudson. Lord well, Damery is not saying a visit to Baker Street to investigate our housekeeping, but to consult me in my professional capacity. Ah, that will be the gentleman now, unless I'm very much mistaken. Punctual to the minute. Take a look out of the window, will you, Watson? That's a good fellow. Oh, really, right. um, why you always expect me to play Sister Anne for you? Oh, all right, very well. Yes. Yes, Mrs. Hudson. She's up in the door to him. I she's out in the front step making his skirt. Oh, my sister. He's moving his hat and by. His lordship must have got a very expensive tailor. Every detail, from his black satin cravat to his patent other shoes, is perfect. The tape must have cost him a good penny. Really, I'm not a man, Lord Damery. Why do you say that, Holmes? Well, only a bachelor squanders money on his wardrobe with such a lavish hand. The married man is too busy putting his wife's bills for feathers and furbelows. Oh, furbelos. but it's worth it, my dear fellow. It's worth it, the pleasure of seeing the lady of one's choice in a fetching new bonnet. Or an agitating tip in my uh, rhapsody, my dear Watson. Our huh? visitors just outside the door. Come in. Ah, Lord Damery, I presume. And this must be the celebrated Mr. Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> I'm delighted to make your acquaintance. Won't you sit down, sir? Watson, dump that encyclopedia off the other armchair, will you? Ah, uh, yes, sir. I was hoping to find Dr. Watson. A pleasure, I assure you. Well, the pleasure is mine, sir. Yes, I'm truly delighted to find Dr. Watson present. His collaboration may be very necessary, Mr. Holmes. We're dealing on this occasion with one of the most ruthless individuals in all England. Oh, and who might that be? My sister, the Lady Alicia, <laughs> widow of the late Earl of Devlin. You <laughs> don't say. Yes, she has the well-known whim of iron. Anyone who crosses her in any way is in grave danger. You mean that she'd go as far as to poison them or, or knife them with that? Ladies in high society, my dear Dr. Watson, have more subtle but nonetheless deadly ways of dealing with their adversaries. And for whom is uh, the Lady Alicia sharpening her knife this time? Well, I suspect it's Miss Kitty Kissam. Kitty Kissam? You mean the delightful Kitty Kissam, the star of the sweetheart of the regiment? The same. And how did Lady Alicia start? Happened to cross the uh, charming kitties? Through my dance of a nephew, Percy, who also happens to be Alicia's only son. Oh, he's become uh, infatuated with this kitty? He's asked her to marry him. And, uh... Quite, uh, well, quite naturally, his mother objects. No, that's the most startling aspect of the whole affair. As soon as I heard of the engagement, I rushed round, expecting to find Alicia in the midst of hysterics, or at least having taken to her bed surrounded with smelling salts. And uh, such was not the case. No, on the contrary. She was sitting at her desk in the morning room, making out her list for a reception and musical to be given tomorrow afternoon to honor Miss Kissam. Coverdale, the Duke of Rockingham, Lady Windermere. Well, I must say, my dear Alicia, I hardly expect to find you in such a cheerful mood. Why not? 
After all, what this family needs is new blood. They tell me dear Kitty's father was a butcher and her mother a barmaid. Yes, I'm sure Percy should be very, very happy with the dear little thing. She's bound to make a big impression on all our friends. Alicia, I don't like the way you say that. You have a certain glint in your eyes. What glint, dear? The glint you had the evening you met the lady Eustacia de Vere at the top of the Grand Staircase at Buckingham Palace. <laughs> yes, we've been quarreling all the winter. It's such fun. Yes, you smiled politely and left her sweet color. Then you deliberately stepped on her train, ripping it off at the waist, revealing the fact that she wore certain uh, red flannel undergarments. <laughs> Dear Eustacia, she was the laughing stuff at Mayfair. I warn you, Alicia, Kitty Pisson is no Lady Eustacia. Of course not, darling. She's no lady at all. That's what makes me so anxious to have our friends meet her. Sounds like a rather ominous situation, Lord Damery. By the way, do I gather that you have the pleasure of this person's acquaintance? Uh, well, that is, uh, yes, in a way. We, we've partaken of a bottle and a bird several times, don't you know, after the theatre. It is really a dear little thing, in, in spite of her reputation. Reputation? Well, surely you've heard of her confounded pose. I'm afraid I'm rather ignorant of the uh, chit-chat of our metropolis. But everyone knows that she was given those dashed pearls by a certain Balkan king who spends most of his time in Paris. She wears them constantly. Luncheon, for tea, for dinner, in and out of the theater. <laughs> I believe she even wears them in her bath. Mm, it's not um, they're a sort of trademark. Yes, I suppose you might call it that. It's the only evidence of bad taste I've ever known Kitty to indulge in. Bad taste? Well, confounded man, you don't expect a woman to go flaunting her. Well, her past about as if she were proud of it. Not even if it uh, packs the theater? Oh, blast those pearls. I suspect that whatever my sister has up her sleeve concerns them. Oh. Well, for one thing, she insists I hire a private detective to keep an eye on them. Says she doesn't want to run the risk of having them stolen in her house. Are they solicitors of her? Hey, Watson? Why not solve the whole situation by suggesting to Miss Kitty that she leave her jewels at home? Black pride. Yeah. Well, there are times when Kitty Kissing can be as difficult as my sister. She absolutely refuses. She says she would as soon appear in public without her petticoats as without her clothes. I've warned her that my sister Alicia means business. But she says no grand dame is going to get the better of her. Oh, an interesting situation, eh, Watson? It reminds me of one of society's leading hosts in conflict with them. one of the theater's most popular leading ladies. Well, I've been trying to bet on Miss Kitty. <laughs> you don't know my sister, Alicia. What makes you so positive that your sister is still opposed to the match between your nephew and Miss Kitty? Because in the first place, Percy can't afford to marry an actress. He has no money and is quite incapable of earning a living. My sister had a match practically arranged between him and Lord Beaverbottom's oldest daughter. He's the millionaire, you and in the second place, Kitty must be a good ten years older than the boy. Well, she doesn't look like it. No, she's an actress. I'm sure you, um, you don't prove of the match, but uh, you'd hate to see your sister put one over on Miss Kitty Kissam. Yes, that's the situation in the nutshell. Now, I, I beg of you, Mr. Holmes, come and keep an eye on things. Ostensibly, you'll be there to guard these silly pearls, but in reality, I want you to, well, prevent any unpleasantness that might harm Miss Kissam's professional popularity. After all, she's a bad fine actress, you know. Yes, yes, and an equally delightful supper partner, eh? party of yours, I shall cut Percy out of my will. He won't get a penny from me. And then where would you be? <laughs> my dear James, calm yourself. Anyone might think that it was you who'd become engaged to Miss Kissam instead of Percy. 
Besides, if Percy has to wait till you pop off, my dear, before he inherits the family wealth, I'll be dead and gone. You're too disgustingly young and healthy. Well, it's no good trying to butter me up, Alicia. And I wish to remind you that it's not the family wealth Percy will inherit. It's my money, my own. I made it myself, and I shall leave it to whom I please. Of course you will, James. But we Damerys are famous for sticking together, aren't we, sweet? Oh, look. Who is the lean, rapacious, and uh, very distinguished man who just entered? Oh, uh, these are the gentlemen I've asked to guard Miss Kissam's pearls. And I warn you, Alicia, Sherlock Holmes has the best brain in England, so no monkey tricks. Don't be vulgar, James, my pet. Ah, they see you. Coming over. And all of a flutter. Ah, Mr. Holmes, it's so good of you to be so prompt. The guest of honor is due at any moment. Good evening, Lord Emerson. James, my darling, haven't you forgotten something? Hmm? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, Alicia, my dear... May I introduce Mr. Sherlock Holmes and his friend and colleague, Dr. Watt? How do you How do? How do you do, madam? This is really delightful. I was just saying to Lord Damery, Mr. Holmes, that I had no idea a member of the police force could look so perfectly fascinating. I'm sorry to disappoint you, ma'am, but uh, we are not members of the official police. We are merely amateurs of the not-so-gentle art of detection. How charming. How simply charming. Kitty Oh, here's my guest of honor now. Judging by the rush in her direction... It seems that quite a few of my male guests have already had the privilege of meeting her. Yes, you see, um, they no longer lock actresses up in the wardrobe trunk after the performance, lady. Mm, yes, I see she's wearing her pearls. They certainly are magnificent. Almost as fine as mine, I should say. You don't suppose she insists on wearing them so consistently because her neck is too skinny? No one could ever suspect you of that man. <laughs> Touche, Alicia. He had you there. Don't be unpleasant, James. Come along, Mr. Holmes. You too, Doctor... Uh, Wilson? Uh, Watson? Oh, of course, to be sure. After all, if you're to stand guard over Miss Kissam's pearls, it's high time you made her acquaintance. Are you sure you wouldn't rather we kept an eye on yours? I imagine they must be quite as valuable. Yes, the Damery pearls are handsome. It's a good thing James was never married, or his wife would be wearing them. Hmm. But I fancy they're in no danger. I'm not in the habit of having them stolen, which is more than can be said of actresses nowadays, judging by what I read in the papers. But come, I deal very remiss as a hostess. Not that my guest needs to feel any need of me. Oh, how are you, Lady Coverdale? See what I mean, Mr. Holmes? Yes. The lady in this case doesn't have a dagger up, you can see. Yes, and one in each garter as well. Come along and meet Kitty. Really, she's charming. I understand she bathes in nothing but milk. Acid milk. Oh, there you are, my dear Kitty. Looking younger every day. That's because I'm happy. You must try it sometime. I want you to be two friends that Lord Damery has invited. They're here to see that nobody steals your pearls. I'd die if anything should happen to them while you were at a party at Mars. Oh, they've never been threatened before, Lady Elizabeth. Are your parties more dangerous than the others I go to? Oh, oh now, Kitty, easy, does it? Uh, may I introduce my friends, Mr. Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson? Oh, no, this is wonderful. I've read all of Dr. Watson's famous accounts of your wonderful adventures. Oh, thank you so much. Your sensationalism, my dear Miss Kissam. Oh, I don't believe it for a moment. Such wonderful, dramatic material. Have you ever thought of writing them into a play, Dr. Watson? Well, Martin? that's already been done most successfully with a great American actor, Mr. William Gillette who plays the leading role himself and does a far more creditable job of it, no doubt, than I could myself. Oh, I never believe that either. Hmm, yes. Have you ever thought of playing the board, Mr. Holmes? There's a certain, shall we say, voted about you. You would make a very exciting performance. Oh, no, no, no. You can't persuade him to, to change his mitty, Miss Kitty. I'd never be able to follow him onto the stage. 
Martha, my dear, this would never do. Hello, Pat. We can't allow these two people to monopolize you, Kitty, my sweet. You must meet some of our other friends. All in good time, Percy. First, give your fiancée a chance to catch her breath. Kitty, my dear, you must have a glass of champagne to brace you for the ordeal of meeting all these people. Percy, tell Paddleford to bring that tray over here. Oh, very well, dear. I'm sure Mr. Holmes and Dr. Watson could do with a spot. There's a bar in the anteroom here if you'll just step in for a moment. Oh, James, my dear, aren't you forgetting what these gentlemen are here for? We can't leave Kitty unprotected. Ah, here's Paddleford. Allow me, Kitty, my sweet. Oh, thank you, lady. And a glass for you, Mr. Holmes, and one for... Oh, 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 how clumsy of me. Get a towel, run, Percy. James, James, your handkerchief. Oh, I soak these kittens, beautiful sleeves. Oh, dear. Uh, look out for the glasses. Get them swept up, Paddleford, quick. Uh, yes, easier, Percy. Easy. You're not, you're not hurt, are you, Kitty? They went right past your shoulder. Oh, no, I'm quite all right. Oh, but your sleeve, your beautiful sleeve, it's so... Oh, it doesn't matter, really. Here's the towel, my dear. Oh, just let me pack it. Dryer. Good heavens. What is it? Your pearls. They're missing. Someone has stolen a kiss of pearls. Now, now control yourself, Alicia. They must have come loose in the excitement. No, they have stolen. I knew they would be. Yes, yes. I'm, I rather suspected the same thing myself, Lady Alicia. Of course, of course. They must be found. We must search everybody. Oh, no, please. Oh, this is awful. It's so embarrassing for everyone. Alicia, have you gone out of your mind? Uh, your sister's quite right, Lord Amory. We must search everybody. It's the only way to recover the pearls, and you and your nephew and the lady Alicia will be the first to be searched. But, but that's preposterous. Yes, I know it is, but you can hardly expect your guests to submit to the indignity of a search if you don't um, set them an example. So shall we adjourn to the um, anteroom, lady Alicia? <laughs> Mr. Holmes, my sister, my nephew, and myself. Which would you like to search first? Uh, suppose we allow Miss Kitten to choose. After all, it's a she who lost the pearls. Oh, really, Mr. Holmes, I... Oh, that is, I feel it's all so unnecessary. The pearls came loose in the excitement over the upset tray. that they've probably rolled under a chair or rug somewhere. If we wait until the guests have gone, I'm sure we'll find them. Certainly not, my dear. Those pearls were stolen. There wasn't a chair or rug anywhere near us. Nothing but bare parquet floor and a lot of people. Yes, he's right about that, huh? Of course, I'm right. There's a thief in my house, and I insist that the fact that he or she is probably a guest of mine should be no protection. After all, that necklace was given you by a certain royal personage. It's practically a historical relic. Yes, I know, but really, I'd much rather not have any such a commotion. Nonsense, my dear. We must find the culprit. Everyone must be searched. Bravo, Lady Alicia. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Holmes. And now that enough time has elapsed so that they will think that we've been thoroughly searched, suppose we call in the rest of the guests one at a time. You gentlemen can search the men, and uh, Kitty and I will search the ladies. Uh, behind that screen. Oh, please, I'd be much happy if you wouldn't. Nonsense. Let's get on with it. Right. But I still insist uh, the search begin with the camera. Oh, very well, if you insist on being a stickler for form. I suppose Percy and Lord Damery may as well turn out their pockets. Uh, no, Lady Alicia, we should begin with you. Me? But I haven't any pockets. I don't even carry a reticule. So where could I hide anything? In your body. And Miss Kitten, if you will investigate Lady Alicia's body. The idea. The very idea. Oh, I'd... I'd much rather not. Very well. If you won't, Kitty, I will. James, don't you dare. James, take your hands off my neck. That's an outrage. James! Stop! Stop it! I'm sorry, but I can't let this pass go on. I... That is... Not worth it. That is, I... 
Well, you see, those pairs aren't real. My dear, you mean the king gave you imitation jewelry? That whole story was made up by my publicity agent. He, well, he thought it would be good for me. I rather suspect you knew the pairs were imitation the first time you saw them. That's why you planned to show me up. But all, all these stories about you and the king... Oh, I'm so sorry to disappoint you, Percy, but I'm really quite a respectable person. I've never met a king. Well, I, I must say that this is a blow. Uh, a surprise, I mean. Uh, oh, I shall be terribly ragged by my pals, you know. They were all rather envious of me. Well, after all, no one needs to know. We don't have to publicize this thing to the world. Oh, but I must tell my guests, James, here. After all, I owe them some explanation if I let the whole matter drop after making such an issue of things. I'm sure that everyone will be interested to know that not only are Miss Kissam's pearls not real, but Miss Kissam is somewhat of an imposter herself. But how could you know that pearls were false, Mother dear? After all, ladies don't wear imitation jewels. And actresses don't wear trinkets given them by men who don't consider them ladies. Here is your engagement, Princess. Uh, let me... Well, I didn't really... Oh, this is... Keep the ring as a remembrance, don't you know? Thank you, Percy, but I'd rather not. Well, Alessia, now that you've accomplished the result for which the party was undoubtedly given, suppose you let me send the guests home. Oh, not before I've had a chance to explain. You'll do nothing of the kind. Did he kiss them once people to think a king gave us some pearls? That's her business. Thank you, Lord Daniel, but it really doesn't matter. I'd... Well, I'd just as soon they did not. The story of the royal pearls was beginning to make me feel just a bit foolish. Oh, I'll admit it was helpful when I was just a struggling small part player, but now, well, I flatter myself that my hold on the ladder of success is firm enough so that it'll take more than a few imitation pearls to shake me loose. Bravo, Miss Kitty. I salute your courage. Thank you, Miss I see. Look here. Perhaps I've been a bit... Hasty, don't you know? You keep your silly mouth shut. I'll handle this from now on. You stay here, Alessia. I'm going to explain the situation to our guest. But, James... Alessia, shut up! Well, really. I'm afraid, Mr. Holmes, that a speak of vulgarity in my brother. I'm sure I don't know where it comes from. Yes, probably from the same place he gets his honesty and sense of fair play. Dear me. Don't tell me you're going to be cross with me, too. By the way, whatever made you think that I might have secreted Miss Kitten's pearls in my body? My dear Lady Alicia, when something of value disappears during a manufactured commotion, the first one suspected should be the person who did the manufacturing. You mean uh, you thought that I upset the tray on purpose? Uh, quite. But come, let us uh, join the others, shall we? I think we've given Lord Damery ample time to make his explanation. Miss Kitten... If you will do me the honor. Watson, uh, you may escort the Lady Alicia. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much indeed. Oh, my Here's one. Oh, that makes 99. Uh, here's two more. 100 and 101. I found five more, all in a little bunch. Oh, this is simply thrilling. So much more fun than hunting for Easter eggs. Well, that makes 106. James, what on earth are you doing? Hunting for pearls. Seems I was right in the first place. And if Kissam's pearls weren't stolen, the string must have broken and threw them all over the place. Any more? We've looked everywhere. I'm sure there isn't an inch we haven't searched. Then here you are, my dear Kitty. Allow me to return your pearls. Oh, thank you. But I don't understand. Uh, tell me, uh, Miss Kisholm. Yes? How many pearls were there on your string? A hundred and five. But Holmes, uh, Lord Damon, just counted them. He mentioned a hundred and six. 
There's one more pearl now than there was when it was stolen. Incredible. It's absolutely impossible, my dear Watson. No, 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 no. It's not incredible. It's not even impossible. It's uh, merely enlightening. Uh, what do you deduce from the presence of this added proof of the humble oyster, Lady Alicia? Perhaps you can explain uh, why there are now 106 pearls in Miss Gisham's necklace. Did you say 106? But my necklace, the, the Bailey pearls have 106. Good heavens, my necklace, it's gone. Someone has taken my pearls. Then uh, may I ask, uh, Lady Alicia, what pearls are those still hidden in your body? Oh, but those are Miss Kissam's imitations. James must have taken mine off my neck when he was threatening to search me. And now he's pulled this trick to get even with me. The string that broke are my pearls. She has no right to them. They are the Damery pearls. My dear Lady Alicia, there is one person who has a better right to them than yourself. That person, of course, would be Lord Damery's wife. Yes. Judging by the look in Lord Damery's eyes, Watson, wouldn't you say they, uh, they've been handed over to the proper party? My girl, yes. Elementary, my dear Holmes, elementary. Thank you.